Well, lads and lasses, and welcome back to the STL Podcast. This week, we'll cover the record-setting ticket deposit campaign of St. Louis City SC before moving on to all the Premier League and Bundesliga news that's fit to print. We'll also touch on the continued spread of USMNT players around the world. It's an exciting time to be a soccer fan in St. Louis and in America, and we can't wait to discuss it, so let's kick off. Welcome back, everyone, to the Soccer Talk Lads podcast. It is Wednesday, September 23rd, and we are glad to be back uh, covering a record-setting MLS team that won't even exist for three years. Uh, That's right. I am Stephen Ground. I'm joined by Justin Horniker. Justin, I don't have a catchy way to introduce you this week because I am totally unprepared. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Doing great. I'm happy to be here. Happy to have been sitting here for 40 minutes now, ready to roll. <laughs> Did something happen, Justin? <laughs> no, no, we're good. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, do you, would you like to make up a fact about yourself to introduce yourself, like a like a completely fictitious uh, fourth grade icebreaker? Um, that I'm also sponsored by Uber Eats, just like Legoon. Oh, so. yes, you've stepped on our, our surprise first topic. But before we do that, <laughs> let's introduce uh, Ian Peters, our other co-host. Ian, uh, what would you like to make up about yourself? Uh, um, I was raised by salmon. <laughs> and he's Which accounts for my great swimming. Swimming up the stream ever since. Yeah. As Justin mentioned, uh, we have just discovered live before this podcast that Do uh, Ligue 1 or Ligue 1 in France, uh, which is, you know, Paris Saint-Germain and a bunch of other teams, is sponsored by Uber Eats, which prompted me to ask, of the four major uh, food delivery services, how would you rank them? Which uh, four major I have, Postmates, Uber Eats, DoorDash, and Grubhub. If you had to be Mm -hmm. sponsored by one of those food delivery services, uh, we'll start with Ian since you discovered this fact. Who would you choose to be sponsored by and why? Man, I used Uber Eats so much last week it was terrible. Um, (laughs) I forgot about that story. Just so, so much. You know, go to the grocery store, people, please. (laughs) It's there for a reason. Um, I... You know what? I've only—I re- don't think I've ever used Grubhub. Yeah, but I like Postmates. I think I like Postmates the most. It's very tuned down, but I've never had anything—I've never had anything wrong with Postmates. I feel like Grubhub uh, is right out, just for a, a number of reasons. The name is awful. Um, not the most famous hub in the 21st century either. And uh, I think I think I'd lean towards DoorDash. I don't know, like the like the name, like the the alliteration there. Justin, how about you? Which would you choose? Yeah, I'm relegating Grubhub. That's for sure. They're yeah. the relegation zone for me. One hundred percent. 
Uh, I guess DoorDash. I don't use food delivery service that much. I know when I have, I've used DoorDash. Now, fine, see, so. you live fairly downtown, though, right? I do. I do. So I feel like you have no justification for not using them. I live in the suburbs where I can get, like, McDonald's through Grubhub, <laughs> but that's about <laughs> it. Uh, so uh, perhaps we'll figure out soon if I move uh, where where I'll be delivering from. But until then, we can be rest assured that... League Un is in the safe hands of Uber Eats. Uh, the so, third you know, best delivery service? Uh, by by <laughs> our impromptu <laughs> rankings, apparently, yes. Uh, so a lot to talk about this week, starting with, as I alluded to at the beginning here, uh, St. Louis City SC's record-breaking ticket deposit campaign. They had over 50,000 season ticket deposits on the first day of uh, opening those to the public. That beat Austin FC's record of 30,000 by a whole 20,000. That would Ooh. be a rough, quick quick math. Uh, Ian, you can check me on this. A 66% increase uh, over Austin's record. Um, Take that, McConaughey. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you can drive a Lincoln, but you can't drive ticket sales. Um, this is awesome. I mean, it's... I, I want to say it's no surprise and played off like it's no big deal, but it is a big deal. Uh, and I think, you know, we had sort of talked about for a while there, like worrying that, you know, some of the team's social media shortcomings, but also then ultimately the, the COVID pandemic had, had kind of put a damper on the rollout of this team and some of the excitement surrounding it. And apparently, judging by people putting money where their mouth is, uh, that is not the case. What do you guys think about this, uh, Justin? I'll let you answer first yeah well it's cool because i remember in the before time so before we <laughs> had the podcast before we got our bid there's a lot of like nervousness on if we could do ticket sales justice with like how much we support stlfc and how stlc doesn't sell out all their games but it's nice to see that it's not a precursor that everything we thought was true was true and we just love professional talk so yeah I gotta say, I've, I've got the scarf here, and uh, I just want to say this: these colors, which I love to begin with, have quickly grown on me. I'm not usually a red <laughs> or pink, kind, well, pink more than red, weirdly, but like this color of red has become one of my favorite colors, to the point that when I do like notes and stuff for work, I will sometimes literally use the color hex and make like the headlines and bold text in the red and the rest of it in the navy blue, because I'm that much of a nerd. Ian, how do you feel about 50,000 seat deposits? Uh, Amazing. I feel amazing about it. I was not one of those people, and I feel bad for not being one of them. If I run out of time, will I ever be able to watch a game? <laughs> well, perhaps on Fox Sports Midwest too. Uh, <laughs> Can't wait for Darren Pang. Or is, what would be a British an, equivalent of that? That's an interesting question. I mean, I, I suppose it's not a foregone conclusion that Midwest gets the local rights, but you'd assume that's the most likely bidder. Uh, and yeah, if, they, have, they have sporting, so I, I would assume. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if that's the case, uh, do you think they uh, would supersede and bump STLFC to, or STLSC, excuse me, to uh, Tier 2? Fox Sports Midwest for Blues games like the Blues get bumped for Cardinals games or will the Blues perform so badly that they'll get outperformed <laughs> by uh, St. Louis soccer. I suppose that... What if all three are playing at the same time? Who gets Ooh, bumped? Then one of them just gets... <laughs> one of them's going on Fox Sports Go. 
one of them, Art <laughs> Holiday, just grabs a mic and calls it from his basement. Oh wait, he's he's Channel Five. Never mind. He's yeah. not part of the Fox family. Yeah, um, they put it on there anyway. Dave Murray puts it on a on a green screen and just <laughs> kind of makes some gestures. Um, yeah, I mean, I this is really exciting. There's no other way around it. It doesn't doesn't really mean anything you know it's not money that's going to us but the enthusiasm in the team will probably hopefully convince investors to continue to invest and and pour pour their hard work and their money and resources into this and you can't uh read it as anything but a good thing uh so now that the uh team has you know these the sporting director director is in place uh, some of the other uh, front office people we talked about last week are all in place. The ownership group is solid. The stadium is being built. And uh, we have some ticket sales kind of underway. What would you guys say you want to see now from the team? What's the next stage? Obviously, uh, too early to sign a player, uh, I would think, unless you have some sort of ridiculous, you know, we're going to bring over whoever in three years. But that seems like it's probably a long shot so what would your next uh preferred activity be for this team i don't know if it's time to start building out the coaching staff yet it might be like a little bit too far out still i think like obviously the front office isn't complete yet um i would love to see them bring in vidad ibasevich because it's rumored that he's retiring this year so Mm -hmm. i'd love to see him get involved in some way um ibasevich is the bosnian born uh, St. Louis in, played for PSG, plays for Schalke now, um, went to Roosevelt, went to SLU. I'd love to see him be involved in some sort, tie in the whole uh, Bosnian-St. Louis in aspect of everything. But I don't know, it's still like so long out, I just don't even know what to expect. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I think personally that we could enter kind of a holding pattern. What do you think, Ian? I I would like a I would like a GM. Do we technically have a president yet? Do we have who's the head of this organization currently? Well, after the ownership, I guess it's Lutz probably would be the closest thing we have. I think he's like the sporting director is supposed to be the GM. I don't know. It's it's weird terms, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so confusing. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see a coaching staff built out, but again, I understand that that's. Well, that probably comes before players. It's still probably hard to do because you're just letting asking a guy to sit around for a couple of years mm-hmm. before we actually get anything assembled. So maybe a GM of some kind. I'm assuming there's going to be some more front office hires, but I don't really know what goes into the, the front office of, a, of an MLS team. More scouts. We need scouts. We need a scouting staff. Yeah. Uh, some sort of uh, assistant sporting director, I assume. <laughs> assistant just assistant. hire everybody just hire a bunch more european people with cool personalities we're, and just we're gonna have like an entire team just waiting in the wings <laughs> for like a solid year and a half minus like players i like, like it i'm down with and it. hire hey, some be... construction workers so less doesn't have to be out there building the damn stadium himself <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. what you need to do <laughs> also maybe just get some oil for the forklifts if he's gonna have to push them through the mud um yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so. That's the that's the news for St. Louis City. Uh, obviously, you know people who listen to this podcast know that's going to be kind of a slow boil over the next few years as we get more and more into uh, closer to the actual playing time. But we'll keep you covered and keep you up to date, and we'll talk. We'll fill it out, flesh it out by talking about some other sports and also uh, international and local flags where appropriate. Uh, 
Premier oh, League please. is back in full swing after a, a pretty brief hiatus from the return-to-play strategy. Well, four weeks. I, I don't know what I was doing with my life. Yeah, I'm too... This is like, that's the only, and I mean the only positive of the pandemic is like once you got through it, there was no Premier League all season. So um, I want to talk about the Everton signings, Justin, and then I can get a, a solid 45 minutes in on the uh, <laughs> Liverpool signings. Yeah, I mean, there's some big signings since we last talked, though, a couple of the big ones. Uh, Everton making some moves, the former hapless team has signed. Alan and James Rodriguez under uh, and it's a real statement of intent I think Steven there are some Real Madrid players who want to be gone from Real Madrid Everton hopping on that just like Spurs have hopped on grabbing Christian Bell back into uh, their good races so it'll be interesting to see and already seems to be making dividends they were top of the Premier League for a whole like Second. two hours <laughs> so <laughs> yeah I mean Whatever his flaws, I think Carlo Ancelotti does bring a, a level of respect to that club that they've maybe missed over the uh, over the last few years. Um, yeah, and I think uh, him and James seem to have like a really good relationship because he played with him at Bayern as well. And I think when he yeah at Real Madrid too, obviously. Yeah. Um, so like he's played with him at three clubs now. So you know, there's definitely a relationship there. Yeah. Um, and good. I mean, honestly. Again, I'm not a I'm not a true dyed in the wool Liverpool fan where I grew up in the town and you know, I've probably been shanked by Everton supporters before. But for me personally I never like it in any sport when a rival sucks so hard that that they don't even put up a fight against you, you know. And I mean in Everton's case the the Derby is always a a tough fight just because of the nature of that game and those two teams. But overall you don't I don't wanna see Everton in the relegation conversation. That's no fun. Um, you know, I just want to, I want them to be just bad enough to know who their superiors are and, and this could put them in that conversation. So, you know, um, Ian, I don't, I don't know how much you know about the players, but how do you feel about, uh, pronouncing J-A-M-E-S hummus? You a fan of that? Mm. I could go for some hummus, some Sabra hummus right now. That's James? Hummus. Hummus. No, hummus Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay out of a sticky situation and say great. <laughs> feel great about it. It does make me want to pronounce every James, regardless of initial ethnicity. Ethnicity is Hamas. Yeah, it I does. think that's only only fair. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a fun name. It's a better name. Yeah, as I mentioned, uh, Liverpool made a couple of signings. Uh, Justin only made note of Tiago Tiago Alcantara coming over uh, for dirt cheap and completely ignoring their signing of Diego Jota from uh, Wolverhampton. Uh, yes, yes, Justin, would you like to spend a few minutes apologizing to the room? No, no, I'm good. <laughs> okay, <That's>, that <laughs> seems fair. Um, this Tiago signing is just... I, I I will try to let, I will try to contain myself, but <laughs> it is one of those things that I think does make uh, Jurgen Klopp such a incredible manager. Is this is a guy he's loved for a long time, uh, and he hasn't been shy about how much he loves this guy. And you get a guy who you know he's he's twenty nine now, which is somehow in soccer is like old and wasted. Um, <laughs> you get a guy for dirt cheap, hard who, miles though. 
Yeah. Well, as you pointed out, Justin, who was just a, an instrumental player in a team for a team that was probably the best in the world last year, you know, won three titles and, and uh, was absolutely dominant, especially towards the end of the season. And, you know, today they um, sold Rian Brewster to Crystal Palace, who we'll talk about in a minute here. Uh, and to me, it's just, and they sold him for the exact amount that they brought in Tiago for. I think it was 25 million in and 25 million out. And with Brewster, they even somehow compelled Crystal Palace to agree to a buyback clause. So it's literally an absolutely no risk move for. Jurgen Klopp. He gets to bring in Thiago in the short term, a guy who we've already seen is going to step right into their lineup with barely any time to practice with the team and look fantastic. Um, and what did you say? He made like 76 successful passes in one half. Yeah, he, the broke, like, he broke the after records uh, <laughs> in one half of complete dependence. Um, and then, you know, Rian Brewster, who's, who's a young player with a ton of talent, but doesn't have any path to consistent playing time in the front three uh, with Liverpool right now, especially with Jota in there. You've got Menamino, you've got, uh, you know, obviously the starting front three, and that's all before you get to more established guys like Origi. Um, you, you basically sell him to a team that doesn't scare you, but if at any point he gets good enough that he does live up to his uh, potential, you can just yoink him right back and and make him yours again. That's the power of that buyback clause. So, um, it just to me, you know, Klopp really, I guess you could say Navi Keita is arguably the best example of a of a signing with Liverpool that hasn't hasn't quite reached where you know maybe he hoped it would reach. But for the most part, he has not had many busts, and I just kind of trust him when he goes out and makes a move like this. Yeah. And especially, and you know, it's... you're replacing Dejan Lovren, who is maybe though, or you know, Henderson. I don't know, like who exactly would be his like for like replacement, but those I would say would be two of the weaker points of Liverpool's team with Thiago, who is was like one of the driving forces for the Bayern treble winning team. Yeah, and so you're replacing weakness with potentially one of your better players now. Yeah, it's and it gives scary. you flexibility <laughs> to have. Uh, Fabinho moved back and play center half more, which mm. gives them depth and, and creativity there. It's just, I've, I'm in love with the moves. So, you know, I, I will stop talking. Uh, only to say that uh, they also dismantled Chelsea over the weekend. Uh, a bit disappointing, honestly, because it was a pretty good game. Uh, I think Liverpool controlled it for the most part, even in the first half. Uh, but it was close, and Chelsea uh, got their opportunity as Timo Werner looked... Uh, determined to take on the entire world and then miss every miss every player and the net as well <laughs> but uh made some weird decisions at the end of his runs but overall was really good um but then that red card yellow card turned red card happened uh kind of a ridiculous rugby tackle as Mane was the last player to get away and and uh Chelsea's goalie absolutely fell apart uh, and is in shambles. The the most expensive yeah, goalie Kepa's purchase gone. ever. Was like second last game as a. <laughs> and that was the most expensive goalie purchase, right? Wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Glad we got Allison. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm kind of disappointing to see it end in in a, a bludgeoning uh, in the second half with with eleven on ten. But you know, I think a, a game Liverpool deserved to win overall anyway. 
I think Chelsea will be interesting, so it's going to take them a little bit to gel uh, with like all the new players they brought in. I think like obviously they're talented and Pulisic, they still have to fit Pulisic back in whenever he's healthy, which I think is now. Um, and they're like really talented, but I think it's one of those things where do all those pieces fit together yeah. is what we still need to find out. Well, I mean, yeah, Werner is obviously phenomenally talented, but he hasn't learned to read his teammates yet. And <laughs> yeah. that's just going to take time, you know? But... I mean, I'm I'm glad to play Chelsea away at the start of the season. I'll say that much. Yeah, and you, you know, Roman Devonovich is just going to spend money until they have all the young players in Europe. I think yeah. is, yeah, is what the goal is. Uh, <laughs> if you play that game in March, I think it's a very different story for sure. Mm. Uh, Spurs, Tottenham, uh, Ian's team of choice have signed back Christian Bale. Not Christian Bale, Gareth Bale. Oh my gosh, that wasn't even no, that's intentional. Fine. They, can sign him. Uh, they signed back Christian Bale. <laughs> I think I did that earlier. <laughs> to have him scream at uh, lights people on set. Um, no, I mean this is this is a heart move, obviously, because of of his reunion with the team. But I don't think that means it's not a good on the field move either. I mean, Bale's obviously pretty old now. Um, what is he like mid thirties? I would think. Uh, which is Let's not see. old as a human being, but old as a soccer player. Uh, he is 31. Okay, 31. so he's not even mid-30s. I mean, it's still old by soccer standards, but I think he's got gas left in the tank before he becomes uh, St. Louis City SC's first player. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think it's a, a common-sense move for Tottenham. You bring in a, a hugely popular world star to be kind of a, a marketing face of your team, even if he's not the on-field player he once was. Uh, and, um, you know, you just get to have the happy story of him coming back home and, and finishing some unfinished business. What do you think about the signing, Justin? Yeah, and you really don't know what you're getting from him because he, yeah. like, scored that Champions League goal and then, like, immediately fell out with, uh, with like, management and coaching at Real Madrid. So he, like, hasn't really had meaningful playing time in, like, a year and a half, and mm-hmm. he's getting older and he's kind of injury prone. So it's interesting. You don't know what he's, you're going to get. You either get an inconsistent player, or you get somebody who is still like one of the better players in the Premier League, which it'll be interesting to watch. And it's a little bit scary that Spurs are just able to go from like hapless under Mourinho to like pull off two really good signings with Bale and Rijulan coming in as well. Now it is a Mourinho team. So like, will Bale even work under Jose Mourinho at this point in Mourinho's career where he just plays like park the bus and kick the ball long who knows <laughs> uh i just learned through wikipedia by accident that christian bale or christian god do it again gareth bale made his uh premier league debut on my 15th birthday so there you wow. go <laughs> suck on that america um uh, christian bale is going to be stl city sc's new spokesman yeah <laughs> uh ian what do you think about uh hiring batman to uh return to Tottenham's <laughs> wing slash midfield wherever he chooses to play. I think he's going to get a lot of people to just do their, do their job, do their expletive job, if I remember correctly, <laughs> just yelling at people, <laughs> screaming. But he's a great, he's great in character. So it'll be a great, it'll be a great addition to the team. Imagine means that as he's done his work. Deli is probably gone as well. So yeah. Deli, Matt Deli's brother, is out of there as well. That's right. Uh, imagine the uh, Christian Bale Batman voice in the Gareth Bale Welsh accent. Ooh. That'd be. <laughs> and even I want to do it, but I can't. That even. would be completely unintelligible, is what that would be. But this is my case, truth. Yeah, uh, I'm glad to have Gareth Bale back in the 
Premier League. I think he's one of uh, one of many players who tried to, uh, you know, reach the peak of his career at one of the kind of huge, huge international clubs. I think this does happen with uh, Barcelona most often, um, and I don't think it was ever really a great fit for him. I don't think he ever. Quite, I mean, well, he was at Real Madrid, doesn't it? Wasn't he? Yeah, so, but, it's weird because he had a few like really great moments, mm-hmm. and then whenever yeah. him and Zidane just don't get along. So, he, you know, it's all depending on the coaching. Yeah, uh, but with that said, back home, back uh, at a team and a club, he knows even if the stadium and the manager are different, and uh, I think he'll be a good fit. Uh, Justin, talk us through the uh, Manchester United pain. Yeah, so, you know, be me. Uh, you know, I don't play the first week, but you have a lot of good feelings coming off of how they finished last year on their unbeaten streak. You know, Bruno Fernandez, Paul Pogba, a little more time to gel together. You know, Ronnie Vandebeek comes in. You're like, okay, a little bit surplus of requirements, I guess, with their crowded midfield. They really need more defensive help, but we'll take it. Um, and then they Christian Paul scores within, like, eight minutes um, and then it's that frustrating thing where United have like 70% of the ball, but they mm-hmm. can't break down a low block, so nothing happens with it. Um, yeah, and then you also get outshined by a former Manchester United player that uh, you just kind of let go and at Old Trafford. Um, yeah, it was, it was not a good look. And then you hear all these rumors of United going after all these players and not being able to get all these players that went after Bale, apparently uh, went after Sancho, famously agreed to terms with Sancho, but won't meet. Dortmund at their asking price. And it seems like there's a real breakdown in the front office. Um, apparently, rumors are that they're not even letting Ole kind of get into negotiations. They're just sending lawyers or Ed Woodward to go talk with players and go talk with teams. And apparently, that's uh, not enough to get things done. It would turn out they might sign Alex Tellez. Alex Tellez is the central back for Porto, I believe. Like, maybe that helps because they need help at center back, but I don't know. I'm not feeling good. I was feeling a lot better three weeks ago than I am now about my Manchester United. It's rough. It's rough there in Manchester on the one side. Yeah, it's uh, it's not uh, not great, but, you know, you've got a lot to look forward to, I think. Where's your panic level right now? Um, It's... I'm not all the way up. Maybe, like, three-quarters of the way up. I think if they make a couple signings, I'll come down. I think my panic level is more panicked because they haven't made any signings. And it's like this team looks lifeless at times, and they're going to have those games where they look good and they'll probably finish fourth or fifth. But if it's a team that really wants to be a title contender, I don't think they're there with this roster or this setup, and a lot needs to be done. Really what I want to see them do is hire a sporting director, but I don't think that's ever going to happen with Edward Ward in charge. Yep, probably not. Uh, maybe Alex Ferguson <laughs> will come back. You know, it could happen. Yeah, uh, well, he's always sitting in the stands. Maybe uh, maybe he'll just maybe start, some suggestions. Maybe grab a walkie-talkie. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, Ian, you haven't spoken for a while. Any thoughts on anything we've said? <laughs> <laughs> I have more to say. <laughs> I was disconnected. No. Um, oh, that's not Rihanna Brewster. See, look, I, you know, these things. It's neither Rihanna nor Jordana Brewster now. <laughs> Nor Punky Brewster. For that punky. <laughs> Man, who knew we would win three? No, I got nothing. All right, well, then. Hotspurs, baby. <laughs> Your loss. Uh, we'll give, let you speak again. Never. 
Uh, let's look at some of the results from this past weekend real quickly, and then we can move on to uh, greener pastures. There are no greener pastures in the Premier League. Um, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, fuck you, Bundesliga. <laughs> is what it is. Uh, Villa beat Sheffield on uh, Monday, which uh, means Sheffield is still struggling since the return to play. Uh, yeah, City, now they don't have Dean Henderson because Dean Henderson's back at United, and they he kind of like buoyed them a lot last year. So that's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Man City handled Wolves very effectively. Spurs trampled over Southampton. I'd love to see Southampton not be this terrible again, but. Doesn't look like it would be. Brighton put up three on Newcastle. There's an oddity. You don't see that very often. Leicester, uh, 4-2 over Burnley. Uh, Everton, 5-2 over West Brom. Leeds, 4-3 over Fulham. I don't think Leeds has any intention of being relegated this year. Um, no, they're, they're really fun to watch, too, because yeah. they're just going to like try to outscore everyone, so it's great. <laughs> yeah, I like that approach. That, I think the Premier League needs more of that, you know, especially mm-hmm. in its lower lower tier teams. Uh, and as you mentioned, Crystal Palace, 3-1 to one over Man United, and Arsenal finally writes the ship a little bit with a 2-1 to one victory over uh, West Ham. Although, actually, I'm mistaken because I thought they lost week one, and they clearly did not. So No, but they did not look great against West Ham. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, Arsenal is going to Arsenal. Kroenke owns their team, so they suck. Any thoughts on any of those games before we move on? I mean, I am really enjoying watching Leeds so far. I know we haven't said a lot about them, and they're probably going to be like a mid-table team. I don't see them getting relegated, but they're like those games are extremely exciting. So if you're looking for a Premier League team to watch and you don't know what to watch, watch a Leeds game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Get involved. James Milner may you know rejoin them at some point. So plenty of reasons you know. to like them. So that's uh, that's the Premier League. Bundesliga has a lot of headlines. Bayern beat Schalke eight to nothing just a few weeks after beating Barcelona eight to two. They obviously don't need Thiago's services to maintain their greatness. Um, what I'm picking up from that too is that Schalke is barely worse than Barcelona. That's Schalke, that yeah, that's uh, <laughs> pretty much true. Um, Bayern, the best team in the world right now, in your opinion, Justin? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's like no contest. Yeah, because I, you know, I don't think the Bundesliga. The Bundesliga isn't a bad team, but they're a bad league. They're just like steamrolling over everyone at this point. Yep. Uh, Dortmund looked dominant over Borussia Mönchengladbach and are a title threat uh, with Sancho likely staying there. Good for them. Uh, you know, if, if Jaden Sancho isn't going to be a uh, Liverpool red, I'd rather he be a, a Dortmund yellow. I'm sure that's not what they call themselves, but uh, but uh, the yellow blacks. Yeah, um, they do play. You never walk alone at the stadium, Stephen. I, I do know that because I've heard them duel duel. I've heard the fan bases <laughs> duel that when they play each other. Uh, Gio, Gio Reyna scored his first goal, 17 years old. Pretty good. Uh, Hertha Berlin beat Werder Bremen, uh, who looked especially bad with Josh Sargent playing left midfield uh, with defensive yeah. responsibilities. It was on the not two good. Americans. So for those of you who are following at home, Josh Sargent is a right winger, and uh, I have no clue what's going on. And it was very bad. He had to like track back into his box to defend. To get the ball, like he touched the ball like three times all game, maybe. Um, and you know, one of the first goals was on him because he was having to play defense against a striker, which is not his job. So apparently, I don't, I don't like it. I want him off that team. Apparently, <laughs> as a Josh Cole felt 
also had no idea what was going on. Um, <laughs> and uh, Red Bull Leipzig look real despite losing Timo Werner to Chelsea. As we've talked about before, they're just that team that can develop people over and over again. Um, and uh, they're just probably going to have somebody else to sell in a year or two. Uh, any other thoughts yeah. on the Premier League or on the Bundesliga as a whole, Justin? Would you like to go over the results? or? Yeah, let's go over the results a little bit because I have some thoughts because I watch a lot of these games. I think I watch more Bundesliga than you guys do because I enjoy the league. I love so, the Bundesliga, but I don't seek it out as much as I probably should. So It's on that ESPN Plus app now, Steven. Uh, Get all the games ooh, you could ever want. You can? Oh, well, now I will have to. Every game, <laughs> every game's on ESPN Plus. They had the two Bundesliga game on on Monday. Uh, St. Pauli against somebody. I will check that Uh, out for sure. Uh, So over the weekend on September 19th, Eintracht Frankfurt uh, tied, drew 1-1 with Armenia Bellafield. Uh, I just want to hear you pronounce the names. I'm assuming (laughs) would be a uh, promotion team that was not in Mm -hmm. League One last year. Uh, Any thoughts on that game? Why don't you just stop me if you do have thoughts? Okay. Uh, Hoff- uh, no, no thoughts on, on this game. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> judging by who was involved, uh, Hoffenheim with a three to two victory over Köln, better known as Cologne, to us American Yankee types. Uh, Freiburg with a three to two victory over Stuttgart. Augsburg with a three to one uh, victory over Union Berlin, and uh, Hertha with a four to one victory over Werder Bremen, as we mentioned. And uh, Dortmund yeah, and Hertha were like much, much more the dominant team here. Yeah, uh, and Dortmund with a three to nothing victory over Gladbach, as we just said. Uh, Leipzig had the three to one victory over Mainz, and Wolfsburg and Leverkusen tied at two or tied at nothing. Sorry, I don't know why where I read two <laughs> there, but drew at uh, nil nil. Thoughts on that game at all? No, I mean, to go back to, like, the Dortmund-Gladbach game a little bit. You know, I told you to stop me, Justin, and you just didn't. I'm sorry. Did I'm sorry. I just let you power <laughs> on through. Um, Like, Gladbach is probably Gladbach, whatever. I'm going to St. Louis-size all my German words like usual. Uh, it's supposed to be a top-four team, probably, and Dortmund kind of dominate them throughout. So I think this is more a uh, memorandum on how good Dortmund is and how good Holland and Marco Royce and Gio Reyna and just like all the young players, all the young good players they have versus how bad Nutrient Gladback is. Uh, the other games, Leipzig look real good, like we said. You know, and then Wolfsburg and Leverkusen are okay. <laughs> Maybe challenging for a Europa spot, both of them. And then, of course, you have Bayern beating Schalke 8 nothing, which Schalke might have a rough season. Yep. Schalke is doomed. I want them to be better, but they are not. Um, there are especially plenty... after selling McKinney. <laughs> yeah, toast. Yep, there are plenty of reasons for Americans to get invested in European soccer right now. With a rash of American young talent, uh, both already established on in some cases and actively joining new and sometimes top European clubs. Um, Bayern are in a bidding war with Barcelona over Serginio Dest. Uh, and was that resolved today? Did they? I thought I heard a headline that they got him, but I might be. So Dest has agreed to terms with Bayern, but Bayern haven't met. Still... 
negotiations. Uh, Ajax's terms yet, and Barcelona have met Ajax's terms, but Des hasn't met personal terms with Barcelona yet. So it's like, where is he? Yeah, it's all up in the air still. <laughs> A 19-year-old American uh, being fought over by Barcelona, Ajax, and uh, Bayern Munich, though, speaks incredibly highly of his talent level. Uh, Philly's Brendan Aronson is bought by uh, Red, Bur- Red Bulls Salzburg, uh, mm-hmm. one of four Red Bulls teams. Uh, Ian, real quick, would you care to name the other three <laughs> Red Bull teams? Other, other Red- four. Four? Oh, my goodness. There's, well, uh... There are four in addition to Salzburg. Even I'm failing then. Oh, no, other three. You're right. You're right. I was okay. adding one. Okay. Yeah. So, well, you're right. He probably wasn't listening and has to, should name this one too. Uh, the New York Red Bulls. Okay. Nailed it. That's one. Got the hardest one out of the way. You said one, one we already. Yeah, we That's already two. talked about another one. That's two. On, uh, Life podcast. That's three. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Ooh. Can he get it? Can he do and, it? And and Red Bull Racing. Oh, so nope, close. Nope, 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 nope. That is the thing. So close. Uh, Justin, you want to tell? Red Bull Brazil, Ian. Red uh, Bull Brazil. So non-specific. <laughs> it's an entire country and a big one, and you couldn't get it. Right. They got uh, the whole thing. That's like half a continent, really, and you <laughs> yeah, couldn't Red even Bull think of it. Uh, Philly's Brendan Arizon, as we said, though, going to Salzburg. So that's also mm-hmm. exciting. The MOS to Europe pipeline looking strong. Justin, your thoughts? Looking- yeah, he's going to go play under Jesse Marsh, another American. American coaching RB Leipzig. Sometimes I hate the Red Bull system. It's like we talked about. It's like a uh, corporization of football. But sometimes it's good because Red Bull with New York like seem to know that MLS has proven commodities and aren't afraid to buy players. So I like it. Yeah. And uh, European teams seem to be trusting American players a little bit more than usual. Yeah, absolutely, including uh, Weston McKinney. I was still in German mode and almost called him Weston McKinney. (laughs) Weston McKinney, uh, who had an amazing debut with Juventus. Uh, Thoughts on that game, Justin? Yeah, uh, he made, like, there is a really good tackle he made that led to, like, a direct Ronaldo chance, which is very strange. I was so focused on Weston McKinney, like, watching him play, then all of a sudden, like, I heard Ronaldo's name on broadcast, like, oh, yeah, right. (laughs) Also there, yep. Tyler Adams uh, was player of the game for Leipzig. Zach Steffen yet to make his Man City debut, Uh, but we imagine, you know, he'll get a chance, Mm -hmm. certainly in a... a, Especially with City playing so many games, like, ideally he plays 10 to 20 or so. Yeah, he'll get some opportunities for sure. Um, and as you said here at the bottom, we're at a, at a point where we could realistically field 10 starters who have a chance to play Champions League or EuroLeague soccer. Um, we're still weak at the back, but and we're still incredibly young and raw and inexperienced mm. at the international level. Uh, but talent is, I would say, no longer a question for USMNT. Obviously, the depth is still lacking when you compare them against like Brazil or Germany, Netherlands, one of those uh, truly elite type of teams. Um, but that starting 11, you know, is, is certainly top top 16, at least in the in the world and probably better. Than I would that. hope. Yeah. Um, I think I think you know we're we're we've talked about before probably not this upcoming World Cup but the one after it uh, we're going to be a real threat and we'll just continue you assume that we'll continue to develop to develop high 
tier players uh, and that over the next decade or two will become a, a real international uh, powerhouse and, and you love to see it or I do. I and it's, it's encouraging that a lot of these players are like MLS born mm -hmm. out of their academies for the most part too. So it's not like they're being developed elsewhere, at least initially. Um, yep. So that's always seems like we're in a, in a good place to build for sure. Yep. hundred percent. Uh, Ian, any thoughts on uh, men's national team? I assume that like uh, many in the past and myself included, I'm not, not being an elitist here, you've kind of gotten on board when they've had World Cup runs and things and then disappointed us all. Any thoughts on that whole situation? No thoughts. No thoughts for him. He's frozen. I think he's he frozen. Yeah. When, was, when was the last? There we go. He's oh, back. I drop. I'm back. I'm uh, back. I was stunned by any World Cup Um I do. I do. Except for when was the last? Uh, 2016. 2018. 2018, yeah. That was the one we remember. missed, though. So 2014 yeah. was the last one with us in it. Okay. So that was my point. was like, are we going to make it back in? Oh, yeah. God, if we miss again with this level of talent, that would be a blight. Yeah. I was like, this sounds very promising. So I'm. It's I'm, always I'm tough because, like, cocky half, you have to play like away on like gym fields that are dug out and everything. I, um, <laughs> I understand that challenge, but if you can't get into qualifying with no. this team, burn the entire organization down. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I'm just still like apprehensive after what happened oh, last time. Oh, I this understand team is so being much gun shy, but yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> last year we may not have realized it, but it was kind of a transitional team, um, you know, with a lot of the Bradleys and and older guys kind of hanging on for one last ride, and and we're not going to have that this time. So, um, yeah, look as long forward. as Jesse's art is still there, I'm cool. Yeah. Absolutely, your your favorite. Uh, I need to get you a, a USMNT Zardis jersey. That'd be a good birthday <laughs> present. You'd love that. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> speaking of America, <laughs> the MOS is hashtag still back. Uh, the final schedule was announced today with decision day on November eighth. Uh, former Huvi man Jorge Higuain. Did you like that I knew how to pronounce that? I did. Justin, I did. Uh, to Miami, so Miami's big signing. Continue to appeal it. to, uh, you know, former international players. And they got a big one. Yeah. What do you think about that uh, arrival? I think it's funny because it almost feels like a little bit of a letdown with all the names <laughs> that have been, like, floated around Miami. But, uh, like, that's a good that's a good signing for them. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. It's pretty good. Oh, also, I uh, Googled it, and it is Gonzalo Higuain. Jorge Higuain, his father, is 63 years old, so probably not uh, quite quite good <laughs> enough to play in MLS. But maybe. Uh, was very good in his day. So, uh, my, it was an old man's league. My mistake there. Uh, of course the, it's Gonzalo. Who else would it? The standings. Uh, started from the bottom, and now we're here, but we will genuinely start from the bottom with DC United and San Jose Earthquake, uh, who are both at 11 points. Uh, following them are Chicago Fire, Nashville SC, and I would say a resplendent, a rebounding, and unstoppable FC Cincinnati, who have climbed all the way to 10th in the Eastern Conference with 13 points. Uh, Chicago Look and Nashville him. both have 12. Glorious. Look at the uh, the tight competition we're going to be entering this league with uh, in three years. Uh, Real Salt Lake following them. Uh, last in having an owner who's not a piece of trash, but um, 
you know, second to last in being in the Western Conference. Uh-huh. Uh, they also tie New York Red Bulls and Atlanta United FC, obviously devastated by injuries. Um, still the best player to play in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, in, or the best team to play in uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, but, you know, not, not, uh, not very good. It's just not hard to be better than the Falcons. Houston Dynamo as at 15, tied with LAFC, LA Galaxy, and Vancouver Whitecaps, all from the Western Conference. Uh, Montreal Impact is seventh in the East with um, six with 17. Excuse me, 16 points. I can't read. Uh, they tie Colorado Rapids from the West, and then we have the uh, better tier of the league. Obviously, um, Crew is way ahead. With 30 points, they're first in the Eastern Conference and in the uh, whole league by a good wise. Uh, Philadelphia, Toronto behind them in the East at 25. Orlando behind them at 22. And New England behind them at 18 points with New York City FC at 17. And then in the West, it's Seattle at 21, Sporting KC at 20, FC Dallas at 19, Minnesota United FC, and Portland Timbers at 18. Uh, Justin, thoughts on any of that? Uh, Columbus way far ahead. We're big uh, temporary Columbus stands here, so I have no problem with that. Uh, Orlando yeah, I City, dig that Columbus team not lot. not apparently carrying the momentum of the hashtag MLS's back tournament into the regular season have fallen all the way to fourth. Any thoughts on the uh, picture overall there? The West obviously not not performing as well as the East because I can do math. <laughs> yeah, well, I think like the West, the te- I think the West is better just in general. Um, like it's tighter, the teams are a little bit better. Like LAFC isn't even in a playoff spot right now, and that was a team that was the best team at the West last year, at mm-hmm. least in the regular season. Um, I like Orlando. I obviously they were something special at the M- hashtag MLS back tournament, but they've been holding on pretty well, and this is a team that's never made the playoffs before. As I'll I'll note in the notes before later, um, and they're steadily in the playoff spot right now, and they they look pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know it's uh it's it's progress. It's a uh, it's a uh, I just like this league a lot more now. I feel like I'm getting to know the teams a little better, and yeah. Um, and our our good, good friend, friend of the pod, uh, Jordan Morris, has been looking real good. In Seattle great well. friend of the pod, I would say. Uh, <laughs> first great friend of the pod. Um, Ian, any thoughts on the standings there? Blindly picking a team and criticizing or praising them appropriately? <laughs> um, San Jose Earthquake, what's up? Have they always been bad? I've been Ooh. by there. I've been by their field before. If it's the same field that they played on, uh, I don't know, eight years ago. They were better last year, but with Matias Almeida, since he's cut his hair, they've been a lot worse. And I think that's the direct reason why they're not as good. That's right. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I feel like, you know what, looking at these standings and having no uh, players on the current roster for St. Louis City, I feel like we could contend. I feel like we're better than yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. Already. <laughs> no players were better than they are. I, honest to God, like seriously, with the commitment that this, that this uh, front office has put together so far, I feel like 
we could easily I mean, be better. We're already better than FC Cincinnati, and they're in tenth place in the East right now. So like, that's at least worth something, I think. I was in Cincinnati for two days uh, a few weekends ago over Labor Day, which we'll talk oh, about Steven. in a moment. Uh, and I was forced to park in a parking garage with a van painted with FC Cincinnati's uh, emblem and, and colors, and uh, I uh, retched a little bit every time I walked past it. It's probably the GM's van. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. and probably sleeps on it, too. Um, <laughs> How uh, how are our surrogate teams doing? Well, sporting, as we mentioned, currently second in the West, uh, but haven't looked incredibly convincing playing without Pulido the past two games. Your thoughts on sporting and uh, Kansas City's second favorite, third favorite sport team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Behind Mizzou. Uh, you know, the Royals <laughs> don't get any love, but, you know, Chiefs sure. and Mizzou. No, I, th- I think that's right. Living here, I'd, I'd say that they're behind the Chiefs, <laughs> obviously, and the Royals. Um, okay. So I would say my read on them is that with Polito in their, like, I think they're a good team. I just think they're inconsistent, but they had to play two games without Polito. And then you really realize how bad they've been the past few years without a real number nine. And their defense leaves a lot to desire. Uh, they've had a lot of back-end breakdowns over the past just whole year, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they have a lot to do there. I don't know how they're going to address it. One of the ways to address it is not play Graham Z, but Graham Z is so creative going forward that I don't think you cannot play him. But he had a really bad, really bad giveaway last game where he basically just passed it to the oncoming Dallas. Uh, I forget who it was from Dallas, but he basically just passed it right to him and he's trying to pass it back to uh, Amelia. So it's a real mixed bag. They're good, but I don't think they're going to win the MLS final or anything. Let me ask you a question, Justin. Uh, yeah. Uh, not being the expert on soccer tactics that you are, uh, is it a good idea to pass directly to the other team? Typically not. Typically not. And, you know, you saw that from Kepa this week as well. Usually it it doesn't end well for you when you just give it right to the other team. Usually. Usually speaking. I... Uh... I, I concur. That makes sense. A real howler, as with they my say. rudimentary <laughs> understanding of the game, I, I can put two and two together. Um, you mentioned Orlando probably going to make the playoffs for the first time in their history. Uh, been playing really fun soccer with Chris Muller, potentially uh, playing his way into USMMT consideration. Not he's been really good as well. That I didn't mention that in the notes, but that's another. It's another aspect here. I don't know why I like Orlando. Probably just because of their colors and because uh, <laughs> Breck Shea played there for a while. But good for them. Uh, and then Portland Ian's surrogate has been a mixed bag, uh, but did beat San Jose six to one, and are currently three points clear of a playoff spot. Uh, what do you think about Portland there, Justin? Yeah, I mean Portland. I think they're always going to be in the mix. They're missing some key pieces. I would say that they they're getting older and that is a lot of their issue where uh blanco and valeri are still really good but they're also like not as reliable as they were five years ago so i think that's their main problem they have players coming up but it's just not all there right now um however if you can take advantage of san jose when you play them and score six goals that's always good yeah i agree and uh 
there were owls on the field in Miami uh, with oh, yeah. uh, dead bird carcasses during their game against Red Bulls. Uh, let me tell you, let me let me uh, peel back the veil here a little bit on folks. Please, please do. Uh, owls are midnight murder machines, and I think we are <laughs> sleeping on them as a society. They are creatures of death. And they are uh, haunters of the night. And I don't think our <laughs> comfort level with owls as a whole uh, is nearly as uh, guarded as it should be. That's my take on owls. It may be uh, heavily influenced by an er- far too young exposure to David Lynch's Twin Peaks. Uh, I'm willing mm, to yeah, uh, entertain yeah. that as a possible cause. But, uh, you know, they can turn their head all the way around. Uh, they hear or see really, really good and, and don't do the other one real well. Uh, and they're death machines. And I don't like it. I don't, I don't like They see really good, Stephen. They see really good. They do not hear really good. That's, that's, that's yeah, yeah, I'm not, I can't see. I don't say I've ever seen a ear on an owl. <laughs> no ears. Yeah. Um, do you think that this is an omen for Inter Miami that I don't uh, think there's an owl murdering things on its field? If there's an owl hanging out in your stadium, <laughs> you're screwed. I'm 100% in on that. <laughs> Yeah, aren't they like in, supposed to be in quiet areas where like nothing's happening? I mean, there's no well, they're playing there's no in Fort Lauderdale, to... right? So Miami's, you know, they're playing out there. They're not playing in Miami. Um, I think this is the death knell for, for the Fort Lauderdale Stadium, though. Uh, Miami's <laughs> not been playing well. This is before Gonzalo Higuain gets there. Gonzalo Higuain might never get there. And uh, you got owls murdering birds on your field, and I I don't like it. Yeah, it's just uh, it's a bad look overall. I would say. That uh, that brings us to our final topic of the day, which is not soccer related. Uh, for those who are, you know, strictly here for the soccer, I guess you can cut out. Although, you know, who knows how this will loop back around. It will, at some point, we'll certainly dagger uh, FC Cincinnati. So uh, I took a little trip and, uh, you know, we had just recorded a podcast right before Labor Day. And, and uh, pursuant to, to that, I was more observant than I might otherwise have been of the local flags. Uh, and I just uh, I wanted to give some thoughts and, and get you guys' thoughts on the flags of the cities and states I traveled to. First on the docket was Indianapolis in the fine state of Indiana. And I just want to say uh, I'm actually a big fan of Indianapolis's flag. Uh at first, you might not know this, having not spent time there, I did because I'm, you know, so important. Uh, but that is a representation of Monument Square. Uh, Indianapolis uh-huh. has a very impressive, very large obelisk in the center of its downtown. Uh, if you want to look that up, you know, just Google Monument Square in Indianapolis. Uh, but uh, very tall. The pictures don't in- entirely do it justice. Um but uh, you know there there are four four roads that lead directly into it, and it's kind of a big traffic circle right in the middle of downtown. Uh, it's an impressive structure, and it's kind of their version of the arch, a less impressive version and less uh, carefully located because it's not right on the river yet dunces but in any case uh the flag represents that, and I gotta say I'm a fan i'm not a, I'm not shy about it. I'm a fan of this flag. What do you guys think? I dig it. Yeah, I I have been to Indianapolis, Stephen. I I ran on their community trail. That I like it. Sense. What do they call it? The Monument Trail. I don't know. I Probably. forget. It's they, been a while. They put monument. I went, in a lot of stuff. Yeah, I went on a uh, trip to Ohio State when I was in college. So my best friend went there, and I stopped in uh, Indy to I, go for a run to check it out. Ohio State, I'd like to tell you, is not in Indianapolis. Just right, right, right. So right. I, I just stopped there on the way. I, I did, I'm sorry, I didn't make that clear <laughs> okay. enough. Um, right, and I right. dig it. I I dig that whole area. 
Uh, the flag really tells you what Indy's all about. It's all about that obelisk. Uh, it's slightly haunting, but we'll, we'll take it. Yeah, I mean, it is a war memorial. Uh, it's so big, though. It's a freaking big monument. Uh, and, you know, one of the things this, uh, this flag does that another flag on our list here does not do is, is it avoids the cardinal sin of, of uh, flag having, which is trying to do too much. Uh, they didn't try to do too much. They kept it simple. I like it. Uh, Ian, what are your thoughts on the Indianapolis yeah. flag? Yeah, I think this is one of the best ones I've seen because we've just seen hot garbage <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> so much or, or things that are passable. Mm-hmm. And I'd say I'd, I'd fly this outside my house, much like, you know, the St. Louis flag or something like that. I think it's I think it's good. I think you nailed it. They did just enough. Mm-hmm. It has oh, symbolism. Hell out of that flag. Uh, <laughs> I'd fly that flag. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I think it, they kept it simple. Red, white, and blue. I mean, what, you can't go wrong there. Nope. Star you, can't, you, you can go wrong there, yeah, we'll but you get shouldn't to go, go wrong, wrong there. there. But, uh, we'll be the, getting the things that do go wrong. The star representing the capital as well. Uh, next, let's go over a couple of state flags. Neither of these uh, knock my socks off, but I think they're both respectable. We've got, uh, you know, Indiana itself, which is a, a blue flag uh, with a torch, a golden torch emblazoned with stars and mm-hmm. the word Indiana in the center of it. Um, you know, pretty, pretty basic, I would say, uh, but not offensive, not, uh, not bad in any way. Any thoughts on this uh, piece of trash? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think uh, it's a little bit plain. Yeah, it, it just is doesn't plain. speak to it me. Definitely is. Nineteen stars represent uh, Indiana's place as the nineteenth state in the union. Um, thirteen stars in the outer loop origi- sim- symbolize the original thirteen colonies, and the five oh. interstates stars represent the next five. The one large star above the torch represents Indiana. So, and you can tell because it says the name above it. That's right. That's how you know. That's right. <laughs> that is exactly how they told you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of dull, but it's not. At least it didn't do too much, you know. Thoughts on Indiana, uh, Ian? Yeah, it's fine. Looks like a shirt I own. <laughs> you know, <laughs> same colors. But it's a shirt you wear occasionally. It's not one you bury at the bottom of your drawer, you know. Yeah. Uh, Columbus. But it's like it's not first in rotation though. It's like after you've worn some of your favorite shirts, and then you're like, oh, I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do this today. Like maybe I'll wear this shirt. I guess. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ohio. Let's start here because it's basically a knockoff of uh, the American flag with just a big red circle on the middle for some reason, I guess, cause that's Ohio. Cause that's a letter maybe. Uh, but what are your thoughts generally on the non square flags trying to stand out with a, a little bit of a, a different look in the shape of your flag? What do you guys think about that? I gotta say, I dig this flag. Ooh, I did. Okay. I did. Tell us, tell us. It's a triangular swallowtail flag for those who might not be. Yeah. Aware. I think it's, you know, it's different. It's a different kind of flag. And when you look at other state flags, they just look like, you know, they're plain flags. And this, you know, Ohio's trying to do something. They're trying to make a statement here. Uh, it looks good once flying in the wind. I think that's a big element for a flag that I want to see. And uh, I dig I dig the old OHIO flag. Uh, Ian, your thoughts? Yeah, I like, I like the different shape. You know, keep yourself keep yourself different, but not too crazy. And, and, and red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue, you can't go wrong again. You know? Can't go wrong. Uh, 
in addition to resembling the letter O and a buckeye nut, the flag's annulus also represents the original territory of Ohio and the Northwest Territory. Shall I read to you from Ohio's revised code, section 501, about the flag? I shall. You've been waiting for Guys, this Guys, I think night. I hate Ohio. In <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan anymore. The flag of the state shall be Burgee-shaped. It shall have three red and two white horizontal stripes that represent the roads and waterways of the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, the union of this flag shall be 17.5 pointed stars in white and a blue triangular field that represents the state's hills and valleys. No, it does not. That's a lie. The base of which shall be the staff end of a vertical edge of the flag and the apex of which shall be the center of the middle red stripe. The stars shall be grouped around a red disc superimposed upon a white circular O. The 13 stars grouped around the O represented the original states of the United States, and the four stars added to the peak of the triangle symbolized that Ohio was the 17th state admitted to the Union. The O represents the O in Ohio and suggests the state's nickname, the Buckeye State. The proportional dimensions of the flag and of its various parts shall be according to the official design on file in the office of the Secretary of State. Have you guys ever asked accidentally turned on um like the blind descriptions on like netflix or something because that's what that sounded like that's like they were trying to painfully over analyze something that you could just look at and see oh yeah it's like the american flag but with 17 stars instead you know i Um, need to check those specs i need to know where to find those specs now they don't i know that's right and now you've got it uh i I want to get you guys' thoughts on Cincinnati before I uh, tear into it. So uh, what do you guys think about this one? This, uh, uh, this let's call it a flag. <laughs> let's call it that because that's what it is, right? What are your Ooh. thoughts on the flag of Cincinnati? Uh, I feel like it, it's got a C in the middle. It. It's got a C. Yeah, sure So does. you know it's for Cincinnati sure or, you know, it. something else with a C. <laughs> Um, what I didn't notice until just now is the weird little leaf at the top. The maple leaf for no reason? Yeah, that's a little strange. I don't like Probably that. like a buckeye leaf or something. I don't know. You know? I don't, I don't like that the sea is open and that there's just like waves, wavy lines on either side and like it just kind of stops for the, the, uh, the words and the symbols in the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for the, uh the latin i'm assuming yep yep what does that mean what does that mean in latin what does what's it say junk yeah <laughs> let's look it up uh it means, it means together get get out. we assist um <laughs> uh... And they're doing uh, I'm like with... their soccer team. Hey, oh, hey, they don't get any assists because you'd have to score goals. Um, and they're assisting you with that with that scepter that you know is health and wealth, and then also a sword. Uh, indeed. Shall I read to you from the Cincinnati uh, city ordinance about the flag of Cincinnati? <laughs> I don't like the word ordinance. The flag of Cincinnati shall be rectangular in shape. It shall have a white groundwork. In the center shall be a red letter C. Extending horizontally from either side of the letter C shall be three wavy parallel lines of navy blue. Within the letter C shall be the seal of the city of Cincinnati in blue. Extending upward from a point at the top of the letter C and spaced equally from its center line shall be a cluster of five buckeye leaves in red the proportional dimensions of the flag and of its various parts shall be according to the official design thereof on file in the council chamber 
of the city of Cincinnati. Um, the blue waves, of course, represent the river, Ohio, the Ohio River. It's fine, you know. It's like it's fine. Um, but I think if you rearranged it, it'd be better. But yeah. the fact that it's all stacked on top of each other, like I think, if you f- put the rivers down below, like the sea on top, I think that yeah. would look better. Like you know, the sea in the corner kind of thing. Or if you did like, yeah, if you did the sea where like uh, the flat, if you'd made it basically the American flag, but the sea was where uh, yeah. the stripes are or the stars are right now, I feel like I could dig that. But uh, just weird that you're dropping that white negative space in the middle of the rivers uh, with, a, as as Ian pointed out, a medical staff and a sword. <laughs> um Justin, I see you've inserted the flag of, is this Colorado I'm looking this at? This is Colorado, because I just wanted you to see another sea flag that I think does it so, so much better. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can't have the sea turning into anything. You got to make that sea, you know, a little bit closed circle. I think they left that sea too open, and then the sea turns into the river, which just doesn't look right to me. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a big fan of the Colorado flag. I think that uh, that gets a lot of points from people in general. Um, it looks like the river is turning into blood around cincinnati and i think that is an omen for what you get in the city of cincinnati yeah (laughs) would you guys care to look up the flag of colorado springs because i have questions Uh, i feel like i have before i think we might have talked about colorado springs i don't think like this is this is is strange no i don't remember this one it's strange and i don't know if i hate it that's what's that a face Oh like yeah, what is that supposed to be? I gotta know. For uh, would you like me to find the city ordin- ordinance? Oh no, no more ordinance. <laughs> uh, for those that can't see this at home, it's a, a mostly white flag with a, a thick blue border around the edges, uh, which is an interesting design. You don't see that a lot on a flag. And then in the middle is some kind of uh, green parallelogram with the sun rising over, presumably pike's peak and there are uh three golden buckets in pike's peak that do look a bit like uh, a face and i can uh, tell you exactly what they are Stephen, because according to flags of the world <laughs> yes. the white field is intended to represent the cleanliness and health of the city mm. the blue border are blue skies the shield carries the sun of which we are justly proud the mountains stand for Pikes you Peak. You don't own the and... sun, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> and on it are pictured the gold ingots of our mining industry. The green band around the shield represents the park system surrounding the city. Did they so say they... the sun of which we are justly proud? <laughs> yeah, it does say that on the description, yes. <laughs> that is a stretch. They do not own the sun last I checked. That is a. I think it's uh, if you're closest to the sun, you do. I guess. I feel like they're probably not, but you know. um, (laughs) Okay, then. So, Colorado Springs getting a bit ballsy and claiming the sun as their very own. I I respect the hustle. You know, I respect. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I respect the courage. Would you like to see the Russian flag of the town of. Zella Zagornorsk. Absolutely. It's a a secret town founded in 1950 where the Soviets produced a weapons-grade plutonium. Fantastic. Please paste it in the doc because I'll never be able to Google that name. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yes! (laughs) I am here for this! That is fantastic. <laughs> that is a bear in the middle of a neutron. Is that a neutron? Whatever it is, one of them. Yeah, he's tearing apart the atom. The bear is splitting the atom, Stephen. An atom. 
Oh my lord! I am. This is my favorite thing ever. Get me that on a shirt, right, right this instant, oh. and I will wear it every day of my life. That uh, oh. that's a big winner right there. I'm 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 here for that. <laughs> that's a high note to close it off. What? How do you spell that uh, city there, Justin or Ian? Yeah, I'll toss it. I'll toss the old deck. Um, for reference, if you just search. Bear splitting Adam flag it comes right up. <laughs> there's not, there's not a lot. Yeah, you know, you're not, not a lot of competition the there naturally. Um, that's uh, that's a good one to close on this week, I think. Uh, our um, cartographical, now those are maps. I don't know what the word for flag is. Um, <laughs> our uh, flat. Oh no, it's not going to stop right there because I happen to look up the city of Jacksonville. Please, folks, please. Bear with us as uh, I post this into the doc. Are you guys Flag prepared? Flag collecting is vexiology. Are you, are you all prepared for this? I It's terrible, and I think I love it. Here we go. Here goes nothing. Boom. Feast your eyes on those ear pops. Oh. What is that? That is the most decisive color palette I have ever <laughs> seen in my life. I didn't know there's so many cowboys in Jacksonville. I no, didn't either. No, I guess that's Andrew Jackson. I guess that's who that must be. <laughs> uh, this is a uh, an orange and white uh, bi-tonal uh, flag. But once again, the, the sun of which Jacksonville is justly proud uh, represents the upper portion of the flag. The bottom half is like creamsicle orange it's got uh an area like a, a map of jacksonville like the area like you would look at a county you know um from the top jacksonville by the way i heard a thousand times when i was down there for work a few years ago uh the largest uh land area city in the contiguous united states so good for them okay. uh it says city of jacksonville florida which again to me is you don't need the whole thing spelled out on there on this one, I could justify just having Jacksonville on there, but the whole thing is too much. I I gotta say, this is truly reprehensible, and I kind of love it. Because it's Jacksonville, right? Like, if this was, you know, a respectable town's flag, I'd feel very differently. But um, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Yeah, it's something. I, I have no <laughs> you words. Can, you can <laughs> say you hate it, because you should, and it's awful. I... But... It's 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 it's, it's, a, it's bad. It's it's broken my brain. I it's can't. a blight. There are no more words. Uh, Ian, do you have <laughs> any thoughts? Doing? It's on... like let's just shove everything onto this. They if, had like twelve ideas and decide. All right, if you took... it's like that. Uh, it's that scene in Portlandia where they're trying to make the flag yeah. to take to the soccer game. <laughs> it's a camel for sure. If you took okay, here's an image. Let me drop one more image of this. This guy says he took a shot at redesigning it. He literally just took the letters off. Uh, and the county. <laughs> Here we go. That's a good shot. If you look at this flag, the one I just dropped in there, would you believe that that was the flag of Jacksonville or Wyoming? Oh, Wyoming. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of what I thought. Uh, this is big sky country. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, well, folks, it's been an evening. Uh, you know, you got some flags, you got some soccer. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? No, you've effectively broken my brain with the uh, textbook. Good. So I've got good. That was my goal. Like I hope you suffer. Um, fantastic. Uh, glad that uh, we could get back together and, and converse about soccer as we are wont to do. Um, 
we'll be back again. Who knows what St. Louis City SC will have done by the next time we spoke. Maybe nothing. Um, but until then, I guess uh, we'll talk to you all real soon. Adios. Good night. <laughs>